Hello, my friends. Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Which is part of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we harness the power of the internet to spread the gospel to every corner of the earth. We love um, to give people the opportunity to meet Jesus where they are. So whether you're a longtime be- believer, a seasoned saint, or you're just curious, what is all this saving grace about. <laughs> we hope you approve the website, find content that either Andy and I have created um, ourselves or um, articles I've written for the Christian Post and other books we recommend from great scholars, uh, pastors, worship bands. And we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a comment, uh, please drop us a line. And if you care to partner with, uh, with us, click the red donate button now in the corner. Most importantly, we ask that you share, subscribe, like the video um, so that we can um, get uh, other people to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Spread the word. Spread the word of God. Not us. us. It's God's word. Yes. And and occasionally Hedia says something really funny. You're right. Yeah. Have you uh, read some of the comments on Apple Podcasts? so sweet are they from strangers unless our friends made up fake names <laughs> but yeah what do they say like oh these two are hilarious really you haven't heard them yeah you should i i wake up every morning and listen to them i'm like oh apple podcast on the apple podcast reviews whoa we i may have like to... 30 plus reviews on there yeah, are you kidding me 4.8 stars <laughs> I know, Andrew, it's so wait, silly. Wait, we never look at this stuff. Wait, I learned so much from you, Schnugs. I just yes. looked today. I just looked today. That's awesome. Hello, Lisa. Nice to see you. Hi, Lisa. I think it's all Lisa. I think she made up a bunch of fake no, names and put these no, great comments uh, for us. Lisa, was it you? No. Because I, I was like, wait, there's people who, who listen. And people we don't know. No. She's, Very exciting. She's awesome. She sends us all kinds of information. Yes. <laughs> Through a fire hose. I'm yeah. not able to get to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Carrie News. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Nice to see you. And Cindy Hauser. Hi, Cindy. Who also goes by oh, Cindy I got Joy. a question for you today, Chris Uh-oh. Cindy. Yes. We got quite the devotional. I like this devotional a lot. I don't know that I have a lot to say, but I do um, like it a lot. But just really quick, we have one sponsor I want to talk about right now, and that's LifeWise. Go to the description of our show here and look down and click on the little link and check things out. Put your email address in there and join me as a founder. It's free. I wouldn't tell you to do it right now, except for it's free. Free. Now, in the future, I have to tell you that it's going to cost you money if you want to join me as a founder. Or you can just be a customer and buy some of these amazing products. I love them personally. This clarity gives me, guess what? Clarity. Clarity. And uh, Dream gives me some makes great, great sleep. Makes me... <laughs> I often can tell when he's taking one of those because it's like <laughs> within five minutes, out like a light. I love the Dream. Yeah. It is really, really good. Uh, and then Restore for Inflammation, uh, a great, great product. So go to LifeWise. Again, if you don't want to be a founder, don't have to be, but uh, join me as a customer if you want. Um, and then I have some other uh, news and some other things that I would love for you to follow, but we'll talk about that just a little bit. Let's uh, see what uh, Lisa has to say. What'd you say there? I haven't been on Apple Podcasts and didn't know we were on there. Uh, I'm very excited for you guys and how much work you're doing for the kingdom. Thank yeah. you, Lisa. That was actually just, I was just making a funny. <laughs> I didn't think you could come up with all 32 comments yeah. yourself, but, but uh, yeah. you are truly supportive of us. and We are. We should probably look at Spotify and iHeartRadio I and Google oh Podcasts. We're, we're on all those platforms. <sighs> and then 
Guess what's happening at the end of the month? I bet you, I bet you don't even know. What do you think it is? It's the Real Life oh, Network. You do know. I do. Real Life Network by, by uh, Pastor uh, Jack. I almost forgot his name. Um, he did a whole thing last night on. He did. In his real life. A whole commercial. He did. <laughs> I fell asleep before he was done with his commercial because I took a little bit of dream. Yeah. A good dream. A little dream. <laughs> I didn't make me. it. I didn't make it through Pastor Jack. Sorry, Pastor Jack. I know you watch our show. You're you're one of those committed. Did he comment on no, Apple Pod? No, but that would be nice. That'd be funny if you did that. All right. Which direction am I going? There we go. All right. Uh, I forgot to say, uh, may the 4th be with you. Today is the May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I just had to join in on that. Uh, but we're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, morning by morning for May 4th. The reference is Jeremiah 1620 that says, do men make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. I really like that expression. <laughs> you make your own gods, but they're, but not, they're gods. not gods. Yeah. Charles says, one of the most persistent and troubling sins of ancient Israel was idolatry. And we as spiritual Israel are subject to the same foolishness. The star of Rephan no longer shines. And women are no longer mourning for Tammuz, or Tammuz. But the god of money still imposes his golden calf. And the shrines of pride are not forsaken. Self, in various forms, struggles to subdue God's chosen ones under its dominion. And the flesh sets up its altars wherever it can find room for them. These favorite children are often the cause of much sin in believers. And the Lord is grieved when he sees us obsessively doting on them. If we continue to do so, they will become a great curse. They will become as great a curse to us as Absalom was to David. It is true that they are not gods, for these objects of our foolish love are very doubtful blessings. The comfort they bring us is even now is dangerous, and what help they can render us in a time of trouble is very little indeed. Why then are we so captivated by these vanities of life? We pity the poor heathen who worships a god of stone, while we worship our god of money. And is our god of flesh really superior to one of wood? In truth, the foolishness of this sin is the same in either case. Yet in our case, it's even more egregious because we have more light and we sin directly in God's face. Heathens bow to a false deity and have never known the true God we commit to evils. We forsake the living God to turn away to idols. May the Lord purge us from his grievous iniquity. The dearest idol I have known, whatever that idol be, help me to tear it from thy throne and worship only thee, said William Cowper sometime between 1731 and 1800. Yes. When he was alive. When he was alive. Apparently. Oh my gosh. So um what is your God, Hedia, besides God? Uh you mean what are the, <laughs> the, the little idols that set themselves up a throne in my heart yes. that I have to knock down? Yes. Uh the golden calves you have to melt. What are the golden calves I have to melt? <laughs> Occasionally my daughter. Oh because kids can be an idol. Whoa, wow, that's a good one. I never thought of that. Oh yeah. 
God does not, you must love me more than your family. If you would not curse father and mother and child, then you are not my disciple. Stop, stop the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Stop the train. That, I did not see that one coming. I just got hit by a train. Oh, really? Uh, But I. Train? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I, I know of this. I, I know that we put God first, but I never thought about it. The way in the way that you put it. That's why we need to put God first. Yes. Go a little deeper in that. Give me, give me some more. Well, it's just that. Well, but that's okay. So (laughs) the, the, uh, addictions are obvious. Okay. You, you know, you say you love God, but if you have these addictions, you live a life that Mm -hmm. doesn't honor God. And those are obvious, but when your idol worship is less obvious, like your children, that means that like you, obsess over them and the activities you do for them rather than giving that time to God. You don't balance it in a way that honors God. You lean too far over in towards the children than you do for God. And also, and, and also, so often they've accused just women of that because they say, Oh, you know, you neglect your husband and your family because you're obsessed with the kids. But I don't think it's just, you know, Mm. women in, you know, uh, in middle America that are guilty of that. I think anybody could be guilty of that. Whenever you're obsessive over anything, it becomes an idol. Oh my gosh, but that's so... And especially when you don't trust the Lord. So for mine, the problem has been, um, it's not just, it's not just the time. It's like, how much of your mental energy are you allowing to be sucked up by fear, anxiety, worry, focus, concentration on this child without trusting and giving it to the Lord and surrendering it to the Lord and praying to the Lord and then letting it go. That's, that's a key, a key point. Wow. (laughs) That is so good. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's a a, middle of, so well, that, (laughs) no, 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 no. That's what makes our family work though. I mean, we may stumble and put, I, I may put you ahead of God. I may put the children ahead of God from time to time. But the good news is, not only the Bible, the Bible is the good news. <laughs> but the good news is, is that we, as, as flawed people, even though we do that from time to time, we, we still go to, we strongly go to God for a lot of things. Yes. Even yeah. those few times where we... it's like the idol kind of like you know pops up and down and you just like smash it you know then it comes back like whack-a-mole yeah it's like whack-a-mole yeah exactly you just have to be conscious of it and other kind of creature comforts i'm obsessive about creature comforts so those can be my idols sometime it's not any one thing it's just i just like things a certain way and Mm -hmm. i become obsessive over that so that's an idol for me what about you I'm just, you just completely blew my mind. Blew, blew my mind. <laughs> because I, I, screen, I, um, I have a weird personality that I can give things up fairly quickly, pretty easily. Things that I love. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, love in the sense that I, enjoy. I like, I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And then if it comes to a point where somebody says, you know what, you probably shouldn't partake in that anymore. Like when we, we, you know, decided to stop drinking alcohol, you said it was really important. 
And I go, I can see that. And so, okay. And we just stopped. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Oh, coffee. Coffee. We'd love recently. our coffee. Just recently. I still love my coffee. <laughs> but a doctor made a suggestion. And uh, then I started, then uh, something later on that came uh, out of it later on was the financial aspect of not drinking coffee. Yes. So it was like a double whammy. So now you get to give that money to your daughter to drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So for me, just that I'm just getting on to the point of, of giving things up. Um, that's how I know that I'm worshiping it when it's not easy to give up. But what about the things you can't give up? Like, like me. Or your kids. <laughs> it's not an option to just be like, okay, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore. And that's how I'm going to show discipline. No, but I don't, I don't know that that's, that's, I, of course, you're, I mean, That's you're not going to be like Abraham and, you know, sacrifice your kids. Well, and Abraham was told to do it. We're <laughs> not being told to do it. I don't think it's about giving up your kid. It's just understanding that God is who you need to look to first for your comfort, for your love, for your yes, that's um, what I'm direction. Like it's easier when it's not something it, I'm saying it's yes. harder when it's something you cannot give up. Yes. No, I'm just going through the list. I'm trying to figure out what it is that, you know, just to to understand what it is I'm putting before God. There was a lot of things I put before God before. Yes. Um, but still, I think most of it is ego. My my ego or myself is is often uh, the thing that I have, I have difficulty. So that is. That is still something that I'm at work at, but I'm way better than I used to be. Absolutely. <laughs> Even in the past two years. <laughs> oh, show. Um, Carrie yeah. says uh, she's yeah. obsessive about her schedule. Oh, uh, yes. Sleeve to the schedule. <laughs> I know that one too. And Carrie says, seems balanced so that God's first. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And Cindy says, I love to watch detective shows on TV. <laughs> yes, I get stuck in a series instead of being in God's word. Oh, oh God. Cindy, we were yes. just before we TV's went live. TV's just an idol for us, yeah. too. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, got to smash that one. Yeah. Whack a mole, too. Before we went live, we were watching a show that we really liked. Um, like, and uh, it just ended. And yes. we're going, okay, I'm ready. I, I, we just need to watch the beginning of the next episode just, right. just before we go live. And it was, it wasn't, there wasn't one. No. Go, no, 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 <laughs> I need to see what happened. Uh, it's called a uh, diplomat, right? Yes. Yeah. The, di the, the diplomat, dip the diplomat uh, on uh, Netflix. Such good, you know, uh, just really quick on the diplomat, if you don't mind, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I, I'm telling, I, I was hesitating to tell people about it because we really like it. But what we said when it kind of first started, it's not for everyone because uh, Hedia being former uh, in that world. It's very much in her and was in her world. Uh, as a law enforcement officer, I have some idea of some of the things we're talking about. So I was, we stopped it or I pushed pause on it one day and I just said, Eddie, I said, how do people that don't have our background watch this show? Because they use <laughs> acronyms and they, and they use words that only people in that world would understand. Yes. I mean, they don't, without care. Like they just use these, yeah. these things. So. It, it's really good. So if any of you are watching The Diplomat, I, I would like to know from some of you that maybe started watching it that, uh, oh, I just Cindy said. Oh, Cindy said she did see. Oh, but see, but Cindy has the same background. Oh. So she understands those terms too. 
She yeah. just watched The Diplomat and then Night Action. Oh, you love Night Action too? That's nice. That's uh, next. Yeah, we're gonna start watching that one next. Uh, Lisa says. Oh, this is good. Oh, is that the right one? E- ego so. equals easing God out. I learned in AA. Definitely agree. I'll always pray to keep me right sized. Yeah. Yes, that's good. I like oh, that. Oh, that's acronym. easing God out. That's what our ego does. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Doesn't it? Because I always believe early on, I mean, or not really, before, now Andy, pre-Andy, pre-God, old, man Andy. old Andy, um, always believed I could solve every problem. Yeah. Yeah. I can it take a little time. I don't need God. Right? What a, I don't need that crutch. Yeah. Oh, that was my famous. That was, I know it's a lot of people's famous. Um, it's, it's it against weak faith. people's crutch. Yeah. 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 I don't need that crutch in my life. Calling God crutch a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> What an idiot. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got a whole other. Oh, I think we said, said something earlier at 2015. Oh, I think we got them all. You have one? This one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, you, I, you just. Oh, no. Sorry. I, I'm, it, yeah. I was looking at Cindy's. Um, I know God is working on me a lot regarding my kids because I have adult children and I bite my tongue often and don't say things when I feel the urge to. Mm. Yeah, that's an, that's another overparenting. I was listening to a great podcast about that. That oh, really? we shouldn't that we shouldn't nag or threaten our children. They have to they have to feel the natural even little ones. Um, I think they were. Well, he had a whole methodology for little ones too. Yeah, that. You have to explain the consequences and say, if you don't do this, this is the consequence, and then let them fail. Really hard lessons, it seemed, but they seemed common sense. He, the way he said it, as if it was something that it would just, you know, easy peasy. But I, I don't think it was very easy. But it made sense that, yeah. you know what I mean? That it's not um, the the motivation. If you want a successful, independent adult, they should not have to be. Motivating by threats and nagging um, is the least effective way to get a productive adult. So saying, if you don't change your ways, I'm going to make you go live with your mom. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not a threat. If you say, um, listen, I really need you to do X, Y, Z. And if you don't, um, you're not going to be able to live here anymore. It's not a threat. It's a, these are the consequences. Okay. So they don't oh. threaten. Oh my goodness. If I, what would they mean by threaten is uh-huh. you don't actually intend to follow. Through oh no. Yeah. If you don't clean your room, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to be punished for that. And just mm. constantly lording it over them as opposed to being like, listen, this is the consequences. Uh, he, the best example is he says, he tells the kids, um, even small kids, take your bike out of the yard. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it in the front porch. Don't right. leave it in the front yard. And um, the kid leaves the, the bike in the front yard. He says he has hooks on the top of the garage, hangs the bike on the top hooks. And the kid goes to get the bike like in an hour or two. And he's like, I can't reach my bike now. And he says, yeah, you don't get it till tomorrow. Mm. My dad no used- negotiation, discussion. You know what I mean? My dad used to throw mine in the trash can. Your bike? Mm-hmm. Oh, if yeah. I lift it in the front yard, he just pick it up and throw it in the trash can. And then, and then he broken? wouldn't tell me. No, he just wouldn't tell me. So I go to look for my bike. I go, where's my bike? He goes, it's in in the trash. Because you don't care about it. So I might as well throw it in the trash. Well, see that. And (laughs) that seems a little extreme. I think there's a happy medium there somewhere. 
So in, what Cindy's saying about her older kids, what, what's then the difference of when your older kids are doing something that's not, you know, oh, you can't that doesn't make you happy. You can't parent older kids anymore. You can't? No, you could advise as a, as a loving adult. That isn't but... parenting when you're advising? Meaning you have no control. To me, parenting mm. implies you have, authority. have some control. <laughs> you have some control. <laughs> As opposed to, I'm just giving you fatherly advice. Mm. Yeah, I noticed I've had two because I have a 29-year-old daughter. So I have all these little kids, a plethora of little kids. And then I got the 29-year-old. And uh, although for me, she's still my little girl. I still see my little girl. I know that, that it's hard for you to imagine that. <laughs> but I do see my little girl. Because um, I see it in her personality. It's still it's still there. Yeah, There's still a, of course. Um, but I noticed that I have to deal with her a lot different than the, the younger kids. I know that sure. seems obvious, but um, it, it's, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me not to treat her like the 16-year-old Courtney. Oh, Even though she's 29-year-old Courtney. My mom still treats me like 20-year-old <laughs> Hedia. I mean, there's the discussions that, you know, that, that kind of cause her angst. And I don't want her to be anxious to come to me with something. I, I wanted. Right. I, I was trying to figure out how how do I, I navigate saw that? You navigating the Armageddon camp conversation. Oh uh, yes. How are you trying to walk that one back? That was hysterical. I was like, I you, you heard that whole conversation? Oh, I, I heard her coming in and oh. back and forth, and yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, you you're thinking. I know you're thinking to yourself, why did I do this? Yeah. Why did I bring this I, up? I, but I was being honest with her. <laughs> you were. I just said, we're all going to heaven and uh, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? I go, well, oh. the world's going to end in like a couple of weeks because oh, of uh, the people we have in power. And I was kind of joking, but I was maybe I was trying to like, yeah. maybe you should come to church with us. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> you don't want to be left behind. Right. I said, we'll be gone and you'll be here. Right. And yeah, you told her you, she could use her stuff when we're gone. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You were there. Yeah, that conversation can like, is, is it really? Is it really ending? Is the world really ending? Kinda. <laughs> let's let's go to some so, of these comments. I need uh, to go to work with your Cindy's, mouse. Cindy's saying, um, <laughs> I don't know where we are, uh, but she has uh, some stories to tell us about the kids, mm. but they're too long to type here, so she's okay. going to message us. And then uh, Lisa says, I only suggest things now if I'm asked. And mm. that's what I mean by biting yeah. my tongue because I want to suggest things, but haven't been asked. <laughs> and uh, uh, Cindy calls it a uh, professional suggester. <laughs> Parenting adult children. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. And Kate has replied to the comment on whether she's sleeping. Yep. And she's saying, yes, sleeping and still doing battle. Mm. But at least the sleeping part is improved, I hope. Uh, and Cindy's saying, my kids have taught me a ton, too. They have turned that around on me. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Hopefully turned around in a, good, in a good way. Well, all right. Let's see what the scriptures have to say. Unless we got something else there. Nope. Okay. Jeremiah 1620. That's just what we read earlier. Do mm -hmm. people make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. Uh, yes, we like to make things in our lives our gods, but. Not who guy. is that? Do we? I'm so sorry. I Jeremiah, know. the weeping prophet. He was the one asking. Who was he asking? Or somebody asking him? Do we make? Do they make their oh, own? Oh, I don't. I, we'd have to pull it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll pull it. Sorry. 
I try not to do that. Yeah. I do. I actually try not to do that. Acts seven. <laughs> Acts 7.43, yeah, you took up the tabernacle, tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your god Riffin, figures which you made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Mm. This is King James of yeah. Acts. So this is all of the uh, old god, uh, the gods of the Old Testament, the, mm. the, the idols of the Old Testament. So I don't know, again, we didn't pull up the, the context of this but it's in acts so it's obviously talking to old testament believers okie dokie and then ezekiel eight fourteen. uh then he brought me to the door of the gate of the lord's house which was toward the north and behold there sat a woman weeping for tamuz tamuz also one of the old pagan gods hmm. tamuz tamuz sounds like a character from a disney movie so can we revisit um, this whole predestination election thing? Because I learned something today. Blew my mind. It was really, I, uh, yes, hi, Spirit Wind. Sorry. Um, I'm going to do just a brief synopsis that I was telling everybody because I think this point, uh, this new point won't have any, it won't make any sense without any context. So I've been explaining to everybody that I'm learning all about um, the issue of the role of man's free will and his responsibility in salvation. How much of it is entirely God? The Calvinists believe in total depravity. Man has very little to do with it other than to work out his salvation. Everything else is done by God. And even the working out part, the sanctification part, he couldn't do at all without God. Um, puts God in his rightful place, total sovereignty. But eliminates man's free will in the process people find it very cruel and that our god would never be do such a thing at the opposite end of the spectrum is what's known as arminianism which is that god foreknew who would choose him and therefore those are the ones that become destined for salvation so it requires mm -hmm. man's free will to accept faith in christ and that begins the process um, and that was known since the foundation of the earth so if you recall last uh, yesterday, Cindy's like, yep, I confess I'm an Arminianism. Arminianism. I believe in the fact that man's free will plays a role. Well, what I learned today is that Arminianism taken to its full um, practice is once you decide man has free will. Okay, I'm listening. Once you have free will, then you man can lose his salvation because he has free will. So you do not have eternal security until you are in eternal security. In other words, you, your free will can put you in faith in Christ and your free will can take you out oh. of faith in Christ. <clears throat> it is literally the exact opposite of evangelical thoughts. So, um, Pastor uh, Dean Witherspoon was one of the ones that I was hearing on Remnant Radio, literally explaining um, why evangelical thought. So the Baptists, the Calvinists, the uh, Protestants, Episcopalians, Pentecostals are all wrong um, because they have some version of eternal security. Mm -hmm. And actually apostasy of true believers is possible because you do not have eternal security until you reach eternity 
that blew my mind. Uh, me, me too, apparently. Right? It's yeah, because like, I'm not. <laughs> like, wow. You, you may have to write this out. I need this written on a whiteboard. <laughs> you, need, you need a graph. <laughs> yeah, I need a graph. I need a, what are, they, what are those called? The, not just the visual, but I need a, a graphic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm very yeah, visual. It was, I, it was nuts. I didn't know that taken to its full interpretation, that's basically what it's saying. Now, of course, there's everybody in, um, uh, in between, but Carrie's asking, oh, okay, so this was, uh, this is a doctrine of thoughts. This is not, I'm, I'm not saying that this is true. This is truth. What I'm saying is this is one interpretation. So at one end of the spectrum is the total depravity of man on the other end of his, uh, um, ex spectrum is Arminism. A R M I N I S M. Not Armenians, Arminism. Mm. Mm. Named after Joseph Arminus. Joseph Arminus. Wow. Yeah. I, I just like the. I just, I, just, so I just like accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and repenting and asking for forgiveness. Right. <clears throat> but this is something I have this the deep theological discussion ever since I met Glenn. So this is Glenn, this your is a, friend who wrote a preacher. book. He was uh, in prison and they became yes. saved. So that and I always thought that he was just being extreme. And I realized, oh, my God, like today I literally realized, wait, Glenn, you're not actually alone. This is like a whole doctrine. There's like a whole bunch of other people that believe this with you. I literally thought it was just him. So um, just hearing this from this guy was like, it was just, uh, no, Lisa's like, now I'm lost. Okay, I'm going to try to explain. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Lisa. It's very new. <laughs> it's very new for me. So I'm going to try to explain it um, as simply as I can. Let's see what Cindy says first. Yes, this is true at the end, but I think it is also very difficult to lose your sal salvation. You basically have to spit in God's face and choose to walk away. And of course, there's more to this. Yes. Be like uh, so, apostasy. There's we we see people all the time. I was trying to think of the guy's name, Lentz. That uh, Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz. I don't know if Carl Lentz claims not to be a Christian, does he? I don't know. But there's some there's some famous pastors that have literally apostatized, and people in the evangelical movement, like us, say, well, he probably never was saved. What about pastors who say that the Old Testament is irrelevant? Is that spitting in God's face? It sounds like it to me. No, no, that's replacement theology. That's a that's also a very I'm not gonna say legitimate, but a very large group of people who believe that. Like mm. that legitimately, passionately, doctrinally believe that. And can, you know, cite scripture upon scripture. Now, I think it's a falsehood. We belong to a school of thought where it's falsehood, but there are like serious people that believe that. Mm. Carrie has a comment. Um See, but if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, how could you then possibly want to go against God? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, it is. And you know what? Woody, he gave a whole bunch of scripture and he really did not. He really didn't capture my attention until he said, listen, all of these warnings paul gives throughout romans and corinthians and galatians that the those who engage in blank you know idolatry you know uh sexual immorality debauchery will not inherit the kingdom walk out your salvation with fear and trembling 
be hey, be holy for there for thy God is holy. He's like scripture after scripture. He says, was he talking to the people that either one would never be saved? Or was he talking to the people who have wishy-washy faith? He's like, why would God be addressing those two groups through the entirety of the New Testament? And I was like, wow, yeah, that's kind of deep. Like, why would he be addressing such a small percentage? First of all, why would God be addressing? If people were destined to never be saved, why bother preaching to them anyways? Right. So that doesn't make any sense. And if people were destined to fall out because they were never among us, why preach to them either? So God had to have been addressing it to Christians, believing Christians, sincere Christians. All right, I have a question. Yes. So early on, so back even during, you know the last 20 years or so, I, I, I loved reading about um, LDS, Mormons, okay. and their faith. Scientology, um, a little bit of, uh, of Muslim, but not, you know, of uh, Islam, but not that much. <clears throat> Just kind of reading about what their, you know, doctrines are and what they believe in that kind of stuff. And I, and I, every, every so often somebody would tell me like, why do you, why do you care about those other ones? You're a Christian. Don't, you don't need to. And I go, because I wouldn't need to know. I mean, I, I want to know what it is they believe. What if I come across the Oh a, yeah. A, for evangelism purposes, yeah. it's always important. Yeah. But people used to tell me all the time, you, you, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm going, I don't understand. Um, but now you love to listen to all these different philosophies and, and things, even no, no, within no. I the. Don't, I don't not listen to oh. any different philosophies. They're always Christian. I mean, Christian. That's what I mean. The doctrines. Christian doctrines. And... If don't say philosophies, then you're going to freak out our audience and yeah. listen to New Age <laughs> crap. I do not. No. Only issues in regard to Christianity, the different belief systems, doctrinal the, the, the doctrinal difference, that kind of stuff. Yes. Is there a point where it, it, when people shouldn't do that, Christians shouldn't do that? Should you make sure that your faith is strong first? I mean, you know what I'm, I'm trying to how, get at. I mean, how, sure. how far is too far when you begin to go through all these different things where you begin chasing? You should be squirrels. able to have defense for the doctrine you believe you i mean that's a biblical concept to be able to defend what why you believe what you believe mm. so if somebody tells you i'll give a great example lisa i hope you don't mind where lisa um had a discussion with somebody and they came back to her with your dispensationalist and she's like what so it's like if, you, if you're suddenly put into a box that you didn't even know you were in um, that could be distressing because you don't, and I, I would totally get that too, because if somebody came to me with a word that I didn't, I had never heard before and I'm mm -hmm. like, wait, wait, what box are you putting me in? Um, then it's important to understand why you're being put in that box. So when you align yourself to a certain group of people, um, it's very important that you understand what you're aligning yourself to and you could defend it. So we have aligned ourselves to a pastor that has a very prominent rep uh, reputation as an evangelical pre-trib rapture pastor. His es that's his eschatology mm -hmm. and that's his doctrine. So those things are important. And he's a dispensationalist. Mm. Um, so it's, it's important that we, to, for me, 
especially because I, um, I speak in churches and I am often confronted by complete strangers. I do radio interviews and I don't, I don't know what they're going to ask me and I don't want to look ignorant. So for you, I see where that's important, but I think for even myself, I mean, I'm, I'm not as versed in understanding all these things and you say them and I kind of like I get a dog, my head turns like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Where I don't want to, you know, I can, I can get confused <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. quite honest with you. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, sure. should I you, too. but yeah. I keep digging until I'm not confused. Cause I don't want to be like the atheist who begins to try to disprove Jesus Christ and ends up becoming a believer. I don't want to do the opposite. I don't want to be who I love Jesus Christ. I love God, but I don't want to give chase down this rabbit hole that takes me to a place where I begin to doubt my faith. None. I don't know. I mean, like that happens to some people who go to Bible school, but to me, I don't mm. think making sure I'm in the box I want to be in is going down a rabbit hole. That's going to lead me to disbelief. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if, either you want to believe that you yeah. have eternal security or you don't. So you, you, we, we are consciously or subconsciously putting ourselves in a box. So do you want to be unaware of the box you're in or do you want to know the box you're in? Right. You know, do you want to choose the box or do you want other people to choose it for you? Picking up what you're putting down. Right? Yeah. So um they're all having a goal, yeah. their own their own little conversation. <laughs> I don't know how much here. of those we're gonna get to. <laughs> but yes, so um you, you start where you think is best. I'm just I've been reading them, so I'm just gonna oh. answer rather than pointing out each individual question. So the uh it's it's basically so pastor jack is um not to put words in his mouth but based on what i can understand he, it's the he absolutely believes in eternal security so it's not that and he believes in the foreknowledge of god of man's choice so it's a combination so it's not arminism um in totality it's a um, adaptation of the idea that man, God has infinite foreknowledge of man's choices and there is free will, but God's will is sovereign. And once you take um, a profession of faith, you are sealed with a seal that cannot be broken. So this man said in that day and age, in reference to the seal, for example, uh, Dr. Witherspoon says seal in that day and age, they were used to seals being broken. Seals covered every letter. So he says the fact that it uses the word seal, that does not imply unopenable to the people that were alive during the time of the, of the Bible. To us now, we've reinterpreted that word. Um, but to them, that didn't mean unbreakable. I'm just telling an, I'm just another point of view that hundreds of thousands of Christians believe. I'm not making up the rabbit hole. I'm not making up the boxes. These are other people's boxes that we are just um, inadvertently members of or excluded from. Mm. All right. I love the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, okay. So let me see. Oh, okay. So this is a good question. So Lisa says, where does this exist in any other Bible? So basically what people have done to, um, create these boxes is they're they over time have created schools of thought the easiest way to understand the principle is we have a you you're you're familiar with baptists episcopalians lutherans 
um, Calvinist, uh, evangelicals. Uh, these are all titles to schools of thought, basically. Everybody's in the family of Christ, except those that are not. And that's even debatable who's in and out of the family of Christ. Uh, but for the most part, we, we have the four parameters of, you know, Jesus is Lord and Savior. He's God incarnate. Um, he died and rose again. Like the, the fundamentals of faith we all agree on. But everything else, the schools of thought you evolve around the doctrines they believe from their exegesis, their understanding of the Bible. So, for example, if you want to understand the preliminary discussion of Arminianism versus Calvinism, you stick it in gotquestions.org and they will give you a whole host of scripture. It's Romans 8, Romans 9, Ephesians 1, 4, Ephesians 11. They'll give you a whole bunch of scripture where these words that are relevant to that discussion appear. And then people do a whole bunch of um, exegesis, like explanation. I think this means this because of this and this. Um, and then people debate it. One of the best ways to understand very complex discussions like this is these young guys I, I listen to on Remnant Radio, where they try not to take a position. They openly say we're charismatics, but we try to bring every school of thought on here so that people can, people can know, people could hear, people can get a chance to say, oh, I've always heard about that and I didn't know what it was. Mm. Um, so that's good. I really suggest them if you're curious about learning more. All right. Ooh, okay. Sorry. A whole bunch of comments. Uh, Carrie says, I'm trying to understand why my daughter left the faith and went to satanic beliefs. She left at 50 years old. Oh, how heartbreaking. I'm so sorry um, to hear that, Carrie. That's really, that's very heartbreaking. Um, so please tell us your daughter's name so we could, uh, so we could pray for her. I don't know. It always seems to me there's some aspect of either, I mean, of church hurt, right? There's something that happened, either somebody close to them who mm -hmm. claimed to be a Christian did a very unchristian thing yep. um, or actual in a church, something happened while at church. Yes. Um, Most so, often. Um, there were so many comments. I, I just want to make sure I don't miss. Yeah. Sure. There's some good ones. It is, and he says it is a common debate among Bible scholars in different denominations and schools of thought, yep. which I presume she was just talking in general about the whole discussion. Yep. Uh, okay, wait. Uh, uh, Lisa's saying, I know that I am born again and believe in the pre-trip rapture, whatever box that puts me in. And as far as predestination that God foretold somewhere in the Bible that he knew who was his. Yes. Yeah. So it's a beautiful box with little crowns on it. Yes. <laughs> Great box. <laughs> Great box. Kate left us. Oh, oh Kate leaves. Sorry, my son called and needs to talk. Oh, all right. Nice. Whatever. See, she's putting, she's making her son a god. Yeah, no, I think it's just, <laughs> just having kidding. family time. We love Kate. Just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Um, before we leave, I do want to, uh, there's a link in the description for a, um, uh, a mission uh, that I, my friends are a part of. Oh, so my business owner, his God. his daughter um, uh, and her husband have a, a ministry in Angulo, um, uh, Ecuador. So I just want to show you just real quick. Um, just go to the site that's listed in 
where'd it go? There it is. Um, that's listed in the description and you can just see it and visit. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because they've had a, a little bit of a hardship in, in with finances, with some things that broke like plumbing and some other, like, just like, it's like Aww. any, anything where you built this thing and all of a sudden things fall apart. Yeah. And it's like ended up costing them like $20,000 or so. So um, if you can just go to them and you can read all about them. They're doing some amazing work in Ecuador. They're, they're operating on children that have, you know, issues that need to be fixed that they would not be Do able they to get fixed. They, they live there. Yeah. Oh. She, uh, she unfortunately went into a bat cave. She went there with a bunch of other people and she breathed in the bat poop or something in the air. Yeah. And it, it infected like three or four of the seven people that went in and gave them this horrible, horrific disease. That they some she's they almost they almost now she's still suffering. It's been months. Wow. Um, she, did she come home? She came home for a little while and got treatment, and she was well enough to go back. But it's still, it's still not. Isn't that amazing that they just all they want to do is go back. Yeah, but they're doing amazing work. Uh, and so and read through the website, and you can I would especially go to the uh, blog and and read her newsletter. Actually, the, uh, she has some amazing writings about what it is they do there and that kind of stuff. And so if you're so inclined uh, to donate, then um, that would be awesome. They're, they're amazing people. Uh, Hetty and I were talking just yesterday about us wanting to send our children away because they were upsetting us. No, because we think that they should experience, uh, you know, people that don't have uh, what we have and aren't lucky enough to be, um, yeah, be uh, in, in, a, in such a country as we're in. Absolutely. So that I reached out to them and then that's when I found out they, uh, but um, yeah, so, but the, the door is open for us to send our kids away. Really? To Ecuador, yeah. They said they could take him? Yeah. Well, she hasn't said yet. Her dad said yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Carrie said that actually you were correct, that it was uh, something that happened at church. Oh. Sure, sure. Yeah, everyone said, <laughs> everyone uh, that I used to know, I, I hear from the rumor mill that, that they think that's why I left Islam. And I was like, no, no, no. Um, that has nothing to do with it. So it's interesting that there's a certain amount of uh, free will, I think, in people um, changing faith and leaving faith. And, mm -hmm. and then um, so much of it's in God's hands. So much of it is just have no idea how much of it is out of our control. But we'll definitely keep our prayers, Carrie. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that. I also find, um, not, I don't know if it's hope. But if they are so hurt that they go to something like, you know, some type of satanic belief or something like that, it, it means that they still believe there is a God. I mean, I mean if you're going there, you're going to the. Want the that. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe there's a, a path back if, if they believe this. It's, it's not that they don't believe that there is no God doesn't exist. It, it isn't like they, they just they've gone to the opposite. Or end they, of they, you they clearly still believe in spirits like there's mm. a spirit realm you know because if they're going to the dark side instead of the side of light then that means that they believe those external realms exist so there's always space to have mm. that conversation the hardest people to convince is when they believe it's just nothingness yeah you know no there's nothing there's nothing beyond us there's nothing after this we're just nothing yeah so he God says willing. thanks for sharing the info you're welcome. I, I think you would love them, Cindy. They do some amazing work. When you read her blog and everything that they do, I don't know that they ever sleep. They're so busy doing stuff over there, um, uh, just helping the community. So it is amazing. 
Like, she's like the video. She's oh. helping us do promo. <laughs> yeah, like our video. <laughs> That'd be like, great. Like, share, subscribe, hit the bell to get notified. <laughs> I gotta go. To, I know you want me. I want. Go I'm to gonna, the Apple I gotta go to Apple Podcast. Write a review. Hopefully, yeah. a nice one because they're really cool to read. It's very exciting. <laughs> I gotta read those. All right. <clears throat> yeah, you had a lot to say tonight, Schnooks. Well, that's only because they seemed interested. <laughs> I loved it. I love the discussion. Um, uh, Cindy or not Cindy, Lisa was asking about the article um, and the uh, editor. She's MIA. Yes. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what happened, but she's super, super busy. So <clears throat> it may have fell, fallen through the cracks. That, so that's happened uh, once or twice before where right? she goes, Oh, I was busy. Or is it, I, you know, was that the dentist? No. What is it? It's usually it was... earth shattering. No. One time she just wasn't like she was on vacation or something. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, so it'll probably be out, but it's just not out today when it normally would be out. Yes. So we'll and I, I actually when I um looked at the website, that it was a national day of prayer. So I think they were inundated with pieces. Actually, Pastor Jack had a piece today too. Mm. I think they were inter inundated. Oh, he, his went through. Yes. <laughs> Pastor Jack Kipps. Uh, I think they were inundated with opinion articles that they wanted to get out specifically today because it was the national, it was the Satan national Con, the Satan Con, and the National Day of Prayer. Yeah, of course they would schedule their conference, Satan conference, Con, yeah. uh, at the same time as exactly. the Day of Prayer. This is get your own day. It's like uh, the the rainbow. Why why take our rainbow? <laughs> right, it's Moses' rainbow. So unfair. Yeah, it's Moses' rainbow. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Snooks? That's it. We love you. You want to go guys. on some other doctrine, perhaps? And no. You sure? <laughs> I tell you, I love you today. No. What? Are you yeah. kidding me? It's so not true. All right. That's it. Thank you. I love you. By the See way. you soon. <laughs> I love you too. All right. Love you, my friends. God bless. God Take bless. care. Bye.